Adam Pengilly, good morning to you. Morning, Jared. Morning, boys. Now we're, we've got a few international Raiders tar- targeting the championships, I see. Yeah, it's getting close. I think William Hager's going to bring a team of horses down to be put in quarantine at Canterbury and ready themselves for the championships. There's been a lot of speculation about Aidan O'Brien and Joseph O'Brien as well, potentially bringing horses down. Obviously, that deadline's getting pretty close to have those horses enter quarantine and, and travel down to Sydney. So we'll get some more clarity on that, I'd imagine, in the next week or so. But when you're looking at trainers of that calibre over there in the Northern Hemisphere, and particularly the O'Briens, who have been very sparse travellers to Australia the last couple of years, they no doubt have been upset with the... I suppose the harder restrictions being imposed on horses coming down to Melbourne for the spring carnival. So there's a window to, to, to bring a couple of horses to Sydney potentially. So, yeah, we'll wait and see how that plays out. But no doubt we'll add a bit of a, a sprinkling of interest to, our, to the autumn carnival up here in Sydney if that, that does transpire. And um, no doubt we'll see some really quality horse flesh down here in Sydney. Yeah, it's always good to see these overseas raiders come here for this autumn championship and see how they go against our best. But we'll see how that sort of plays out. But what's Zach Lloyd been charged by the stewards with? Oh, another. Interesting inquiry laws that's been conducted earlier this week. Zach Lloyd's going to spend a couple of weeks on the sideline on top of a careless riding ban he's already incurred at the moment. Now, this is over, again, uh, use of the mobile phone in the jockey's room, which we saw um, pop up in the Tommy Berry inquiry recently. And Zach was found to have used his mobile phone in the jockey's room on several occasions. Nothing nefarious about what he was doing, but I think there was a, a lot of text messages exchanged with his father, Jeff Lloyd, who was obviously a prominent professional jockey in his time, one of the great riders, obviously, who who competed for a very long time, just trying to get some advice from his dad, I think, about how he's riding and potentially how a track's playing. And you just can't have your mobile phone in the jockey's room. It's as simple as that. So the stewards have pinged him for that. But also they've they've got him on betting on a on a thoroughbred race, which is illegal for any jockey to do. And it's, it's quite bizarre, this story. He He's included a thoroughbred race in New Zealand as part of a, a $6 multi-bet he's had. So... For whatever reason, it's only a small bet. I don't know whether he's made an accident or not, but the stewards have found that he's, he was found to have bet on a on a thoroughbred race. It was against the rules of racing for, for any jockeys involved. So he'll spend a couple of weeks on the sidelines, Zach, and let's hope he's seen back in the saddle, I suppose, late February, early March. We know it's traditionally a tough time for apprentices when it comes closer to the carnival. It's harder for them to get rides in Sydney, but he's a very, very promising jockey, and let's hope there's just only a minor setback in his career. Adam, just with phones being in the jockeys' rooms, do they not take them off them when they walk in? Yeah, Loz, I, I mentioned this on the summer program when you guys are away on holidays. And, like, the Tommy Berry case in particular, like, he, he was found to have used his phone over a 12-month period almost 70-odd different times, like 70-odd different days. It's, it's, it's just remarkable. And I sort of asked the question, well, who's policing this? Like, yeah, how, how, how are they getting away with it? It just makes sense that if you walk in, hand your phone over. Exactly what happens yeah. at cricket. There's someone yeah. security at the front of the change room. So you can have it on the bus. You can yeah, have, you it, have it wherever. But when you walk into this room... Before you step foot yeah. in the change room, you have to put it into a box. That's generally what happens, Clarky. A lot of jockeys do do that. They hand it into the stewards or whatever, and they collect it at the end of the day. But for whatever reason, some jockeys haven't been doing that, and they've been trying to sneakily use it on a couple of occasions. And not for anything, you know, sinister or anything no, like no, that. No, no, no. It just, just takes all the innuendo yeah. out of... Exactly. You can't exactly. be accused yeah. of anything if no. you haven't got your phone no. on you, can you? Yeah, yeah. 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 So I think, it's, I think it's an area that definitely the stewards and, and officials will be looking to clamp down on given recent events in the last couple of months. Mm. And let's hope we put an end to it. I, like, no doubt jockeys have personal circumstances. They might have an emergency with a family over the course of the day. And, and that's fine. I, I understand that. But there should be someone able to relay a message to them very quickly and yeah. allow them that ability to talk to a family member if something happens. Yeah. Um, throughout a day, but I just don't want to see jockeys using the phone so regularly as it has been found in the last couple of months. Now, as I get your uh, mail for today at Canterbury, I see Craig Williams is flying north to ride in a midweek meeting at Canterbury here in oh, Sydney. Ho- 
I hope that's a hint, Jared. I hope that's a hint. So I like this filly today. Uh, race one, number eight, Queen of Dragons. I thought she did a really good job on debut in that Red Resistance Steel City race. They went very slow up front, and she didn't have much of a chance from back in the field. And that form has definitely been frank with those two horses running so well on Saturday in, in stakes races. So I'm happy to take on the favourite here. Uh, I think she can run really well today with Craig Williams flying up to Sydney. I think that's probably a pointer to what the Snowdens think of her heading towards some of the major two-year-old races. So race one, number eight. Queen of Dragons, the best bet on the program at Canterbury today. With Willow in the saddle for the Snowdens, $3.50 with Tab Race, one number eight, Queen of Dragons. And just interested, uh, as I see here on the text line, Loz, uh, Ryan Madison not getting much uh, support, I guess, uh, for for Dougie at Piermont and others. Dora the Free Pourer from Eleonora on the text line. Uh, Craig as well. Uh, having no sympathy for Ryan Madison for failing to have that three-match suspension changed to a fine. Um, it was never going to happen, was it, Adam? No, no, never, never. There's no chance the NRL is going to change that, Jared. And oh, listen, I know, Loz, you made a very salient point earlier about once you lose a grand final, you don't care about much. You're not worried about anything. But surely, surely someone from Parramatta has had to pull him aside for five minutes the day after the grand final and say, mate, have a thing about this. Let's do this properly. Just pay your fine. Let's get on with it. Because... <laughs> Let's be honest, if Parramatta start 0-3, and, and as you read out before, Jerry, they've got a tough start to the season, like, oh, hell's going to break loose when Ryan Madison comes back for round four. Um, they had to get this sorted, didn't they? And, and I understand them trying to change it at a later date, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't reflect well on him, does it? You know the other thing, I reckon examples like that, and again, $4,000 is still $4,000, but to, to Ryan, it's not big money. Mm. Parramatta mm. should have made the decision for him. If it's after a grand final, they've just lost, you know he's emotional. Parramatta should have just made the decision, said we're paying the four grand. Then now the conversation is not with the NRL and Ryan Madison. It's actually with Parramatta. So mm. in a day, a week, a month, whatever, Ryan and Parra can sit down and go, mate, listen, we made the decision for you because mm. it's a no-brainer. And if Ryan's still peed off going, mate, I'm not paying, yeah. I'm not paying, then the fight is between the club and the player. Mm, Do you know, yeah. like if if if, the, if we're talking, if it was forty thousand dollars or miss three games, I think it's a very different conversation. Mm. Four thousand dollars, come on! Yeah, but yeah, but all I'm saying is he's emotionally drained. Oh no, he you doesn't want to think of anything. And that's else. maybe Paris should have just taken and, out of his and, hands. And he's like, bugger the NRL! I've done nothing wrong with yeah, his tackle I get, stuff. I get that. I get that, that. that. And that's your reaction. That's yeah. your normal reaction. Then as you cool down and yeah. you get later into the week. You think about it more rationally, and so, you go, oh, yeah. "So is that not like I'm saying, para? You just sort well, it out, well, and have the conversation." Could have done, but I'm five just, days time. I'm thinking of what I would have done with Ryan. Like I would have been thinking the same thing. I'd be thinking, "Ah, oh, I'm going to make a stand here. That's ridiculous. What I got fined for? Mm. I'm not going to pay it. Just lost a grand final, and and you go and do whatever you do. You know, I, yeah. I'm not thinking anything else. Then it, when I cool down, and I've had. 72 hours to, to think about the decision yeah. I've made. It's a no-brainer. Then you start to go, oh, geez, I might have made the wrong decision here. Yeah. Okay. Adam, thank you. Thanks, boys. Chat tomorrow.